holy letters of the Rebbe in volume 12. This is letter number 3,999, Baruch Hashem, the first day of Rosh Chodesh Tevis, Tavshin Tezayin, Brooklyn. Uh, and the Rebbe addressed it to the great genius. He was a uh, great rabbi and Kasriel, Fishel Sheyichia Tchoyresh in Tel Aviv, the Rebbe wrote it. Apparently, he did a lot of writing, but uh, the Rebbe was kind of um, encouraging him not to collect, not to neglect writing about Hasidus and about uh, the directives. Apparently, he did have a uh, some sort of a connection. Let's see, Shalom of Rocha. So there's dot dot dot. So not knowing what is there, and the Rebbe says this opportunity. What the Rebbe was telling him something that he was asking or whatever the Rebbe was discussing, he says, I'm going to allow myself to speak a few words on a personal matter. Uh, so the Rebbe says, I'm going to get something basically off my chest. I'll tell you something uh, something personal over here. And that is, the Rebbe says that it is known there are a lot of mitzvahs to do you know, one has to do all the mitzvahs. There's 613 mitzvahs, and there's many more mitzvahs of the rabbis. There's a lot of mitzvahs all the time. But everybody, however, needs to do a mitzvah when it can't be done through others relative to other mitzvahs. So let's say uh, somebody else uh, can do a mitzvah, so you don't necessarily have to do it because you can allow for somebody else to do it. But if it's a mitzvah that nobody can do, and the other mitzvah, so you have to do the mitzvah because that's a mitzvah that only you can do. Even though all the mitzvahs are given by Hashem, and the Rebbe says the same thing is, when we talk about the matter of increasing Torah, making Torah big, and we're talking about the lifestyle and the Jewish traditions, which a tradition is also, it's not just something unimportant, but a Jewish tradition is considered Torah, Torah Haim. So when we try and we look into, if we're trying to perpetuate, we want to increase, so we would, which aspect of Torah do we try to increase? So, if there's a lot of people, let's say, studying one subject of Torah, so let's say all the regular Nigla, the Torah, the standard, the Talmud, and the Shulchan Aruch, so basically that subject is covered by the uh, most of the people that study. But then the people that study Hasidus is more limited. It's not as uh, many people. A lot of people don't, uh, uh, you know, don't study. When I, once in a while, we had the minion at uh, another shul in town, I told them that to give them a uh, drasha, a regular drasha, they can hear from their own rabbis, from their own people, but I come, I'm going to tell them something from Hasidus because that they don't hear all the time. If they want to hear something, that they, I'll tell them a little bit from the Hasidic teaching. But anyways, so the Rebbe says, I read that, Your Honor, that you write 
various matters and various problems. But I looked amongst them, uh, one of the, uh, the, the, the problems which the caption or the topic should be the teaching of Hasidus and its directives to address issues within the teaching of Hasidus and that is very, very small in your writings over there. This is very, very little. At least the Rebbe says amongst those printed, your honors printed that I saw, very little. So based to my introduction that I said before, I'm surprised, the Rebbe says, since there are very few who occupy themselves as it relates to Hasidus and that which uh, relates to to Hasidus that are fitting to this. Um, there's not enough people that are able to have uh, a discussion or a, a topic or uh, there's not that many out there. And especially when you try to compare their numbers of those who are connected to the Hasidists are fitting to uh, that topic, if you compare that to the number of people who debate and deal and pilpul in other issues. So why should a person change uh, his mission uh, that without a doubt is yours. This is something which is yours because there are very few or there's at all not others that can fill it. I mean, you're the only one basically, Rebbe is saying, who has that ability. There's nothing, nobody else to fill your place. And instead, you give, you devote your time and your energy, the most decisive energy to those matters that there's so many that are occupied. Even if it's a clear mitzvah, the Rebbe is saying, spend more time and in analysis and bringing about this topic, which you can do it, but nobody else can do it. Uh, The Rebbe said, they already uh, put the... um, the Melitza, during the Fabrengen, the Pesach says, Samuni noitra sakarmim, krom. They put me as a guard of all the archers. They gave me, they made me, give me the position. And the Pesach says, Karmi sheli loi noitarti. I didn't even watch my own garden. Here I'm becoming the watchman of all the gardens, and I don't even do my own garden. Basically, what the Rebbe is saying to him, uh, that also the we're not saying that the other ones aren't orchards. They're all orchards, but you have to watch your orchard first. You know that the, the, the old ones they're actually orchards as well. The Torah says they're orchards, and yet there's a complaint, and from the depth of the heart, very deeply, there is my own orchard that I have not guarded so that's sort of an issue it is something which belongs to me and we're not taking away that the others are not orchards they're not important it's very important 
but we have to first tend, we have to take care of our own orchard. Uh, so the Rebbe says, and the Rebbe puts it out, even if it is, they placed me, and under the condition I'm forced to become a garden of all gardens. So it's complaining in the in the verse, why is it in my lot to be guarding all orchards in general and not my own? Basically, the Rebbe is saying that being that he is uh, connected to Hasidus, to Chabad, and to be one, he should promote it more. And the Rebbe says, to go into great length to somebody like you is extra. I just want to point out that you see vividly that in Hasidic matters and the customs, that in the previous generations, it was a tremendous effort and there was a wage war against the opposition. There was a big opposition to Hasidus and to its, in the previous generations. There was a, and you needed a lot of effort and you need to wage war against the opponent. But in our generation specifically, which is actually an orphan generation, not only are there no opponents, but it has been increased both quantity-wise and quality-wise. Those who are searching for the teaching of Hasidus and they're begging with a voice that can be heard or sometimes you can't hear. There's a kola deloyishtame. They're begging to show them the light that is good which is in the teaching of Hasidus. So the Rebbe basically tells him that somebody who can do a mitzvah that only he can do, even though everything is a mitzvah from Hashem, but if you try to increase, you have to concentrate on your own. And the Rebbe says, while you write about all topics, but the Rebbe says the amount that you address the Hasidus is very, very minimal and relative to the other thing. And uh, as the Pasuk says, they placed me a garden, uh, watching all gardens, but I have to first, I have to watch my own garden. And the Rebbe says, today is an opportune time. The people are not objecting to it anymore, not like in the older generations. And people are open and they're waiting for people to show them. The Rebbe blesses him that uh, fitting to the known saying that you should utilize all that Hashem has graced you to fulfill your soul mission and your inner mission of spreading the wellsprings to the extent that it comes even to the outside. That is the nature of man. So only then, when you fulfill your soul mission, your inner of spreading the wellspring, uh, only then you will find satisfaction fully for your soul, with honor and with blessing. Um. So after the Rebbe discussing with him, the Rebbe had expectations from him that he should uh, get involved more in, in, in disseminating Hasidus and discussing. And the Rebbe says there's people open, open today looking, wanting to hear either, the Rebbe says people are begging, 
uh, and they want to hear more, more Torah, more Hasidus, they're open for that. But the Rebbe says, sometimes you hear their voices, and sometimes you don't hear the voices, but they're still asking for it. So at the end, the Rebbe adds to a question that he questioned from Maimonides. Uh, you know, uh, the, uh, there is a law that when you have a, a rooftop, which is a certain height of the street, uh, the Torah says you need to make a fence around the rooftop. It's called a maike. A maike is a fence. So make a maike. So the Rambam writes in, in chapter 11, in Halacha 8, he says, when you built that fence on your rooftop, so then, I, they used to have flat roofs mostly at the time, so they actually couldn't use it. It's not unlike those slanted roofs. They had flat rooftops, so people can use it. So he says there, if you make a fence on your rooftop, you make a bracha, just like doing any mitzvah, because it's a mitzvah to have a fence on the rooftop. Uh, but he asked the Rebbe that the Rambam himself writes in Halacha 4 that when there is a mitzvah that we do because we're trying to avoid danger, you don't make a bracha on that mitzvah. If a mitzvah is made for protection, to avoid for danger, then you don't make a bracha. So he's asking the Rebbe, the reason we make a fence around the roof is for danger. Because the Pasuk says, what does it say in the verse? Make a fence around your roof, that's what the verse states, so that you shall not put blood in your home. In other words, that nobody should fall off and get killed. So don't be responsible. So we see very clearly, it seems from the verse very clearly, that the reason we make a fence is so that nobody should fall down, so that nobody get hurt. That's the reason for it. So it turns out if the mitzvah for putting the fence around the mic, around the roof, is so nobody gets hurt, so you're doing it to avoid danger. And the Maimonides says that to avoid danger, you don't make a blessing. So how come the Maimonides himself says when you build that fence, you make a blessing? Yes, the Rebbe seems to be a contradiction. How come you make a blessing? And the Rebbe says, in my view, the Rebbe says, I don't read the verse this way, uh, that not to put blood on your uh, home, in your home, as the reason for making the fence, but rather these are two separate statements. One statement says, make a fence around your roof, period. Another statement says, don't put blood in your home. That's a general prohibition, not to put blood, but that's not the reason for making uh, the fence. There is a separate mitzvah to make a fence regardless of the prohibition of not to put blood in your home. On top of that, there is the prohibition not to put blood in your home. 
And the Rebbe says, I'll prove it to you, that this is the meaning. It's not. Because Maimonides does not count when he counts the number. See, that everybody, there's various different uh, commentators. We know that it's 613 mitzvot. Well, which are they? So there's like a whole big debate. There's different commentators. Exactly what's included in the 613. We know also there is 248 positive and there's 365 uh, prohibitions. Together is 613. Which exactly are the mitzvahs? That's a whole debate. There's different ways to count them and they differ about how to count them. But the Rambam has a rule that reasonings for mitzvahs are not part of the 613 mitzvahs. In other words, we only count an actual mitzvah, not a reason for a mitzvah. So the Rebbe says, but he did put in not to put blood in your home as one of the 365 prohibitions. If it is only a reason for why we put a fence, you put a fence around your roof, so that nobody gets hurt, if that's the reason, if that's the reasoning, then that doesn't belong as one of the mitzvahs. It's only a reason. It's not really a mitzvah. And so we have to therefore say that it's two parts to the verse. There are two separate mitzvahs. One mitzvah is build a fence. Another mitzvah, don't put blood in your home. So... When you build a fence, you are actually doing a mitzvah and you make a bracha. And the Rebbe says, Where, how does Maimonides know this? From the source of the Sifri. Uh, it says over there in the Sifri, that's... Following uh, that argument... If you see in the Sifri, it says very clearly, it says, make a fence, that's the positive mitzvah. When it says don't put blood, that's a prohibition. Uh, so let's say, for example, so you have a, 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 a house and you didn't build a, you built a house and you didn't build a fence, but what you did was you built a ramp for the roof so that you can't really fall off of the roof. You go down a ramp of the roof. Have you, what have you done then? So you have violated the positive mitzvah. You didn't do, you had a mitzvah to put a fence, but you didn't do that. But yet you had fulfilled that you're not putting blood in your home because nobody can fall off anymore because there is a ramp over there. If they're going to go off the roof, they're going to fall onto the ramp. Then nobody's going to get hurt over there. So you see that these are two separate uh issues over here. One of them is a mitzvah just to put a fence around. That's the way to perform the mitzvah. If you do that, you make a bracha. That's the view of the Rambam. If another issue is not to put blood in your home, but there's other ways of avoiding that by building or raising the ground or something so you can't get hurt. There's other ways of doing that. And if you do that, then you fulfill the mitzvahs uh, in other words, people are not going to get hurt over there. But you missed out and you wasted 
A mitzvah says say for not putting it up. The Rebbe brings a further references in different ways. But anyways, this is a scholarly uh, thing a little bit, but uh, that was, uh, the Rebbe wrote to him and explained to him how the Rambam is not really contradictory.